0: Back everybody, it's uh, another edition of the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast this week, and uh, it's your your host Mike Parker here. And excited because, well, you know, it, there's been so much going on. I think it's the transition from summer to fall that kind of grabs us all, you know. And like, boy, all of a sudden we're just being pulled in all sorts of different directions. School started again, you know. Believe it or not, at least a couple of days a week for for the kids. People are sort of getting back to work. Sports are somewhat happening. But uh, you know we're all starting from from scratch in a lot of places. Whether you're working from home or you know uh, trying on, on some new hobby here as we get into fall. But we're talking to one of the newer faces of Appalachian Brewing Company this week on the podcast, and it is the Brewmaster Bruce Tanner. What's going on, Bruce? Joining me via Zoom today. Hi, Mike. How are you? Busy, busy man. Right? You're a name in the brew business. You know you you've been around. Central PA and beyond with uh, with some other breweries, and and you landed with ABC. As I check you out here on the uh, in, on the video screen here in Zoom, you got the Appalachian Brewing Company logo uh, representing there on the hat. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, for those who don't know Bruce Tanner yet, uh, where'd you grow up? How'd you end up here?
1: Uh, I grew up outside of Baltimore, northwest of Baltimore, in the suburbs. Um, and ended up going, going to a community college for a few years and then moving out west. Uh, and that's, that's where I finished college and got into, uh, really got heavily into brewing there, kind of as a hobby. Um, and then you fast forward many, many years later as I kind of traveled around the country, working at different places and, and uh, brewing beer at different spots, eventually landed back uh, in Pennsylvania, near where I grew up uh it it was originally a job with tribes brewing company maybe 12 years ago or so that brought me to pennsylvania so that's how i kind of got back in this general area and then started uh started making beer around here you know for a few different places
0: all right so you you end up uh around this area the appalachian name something that you're familiar with tell us you know what it's like now to be sort of taking the reins there in the brew house to make things happen on a daily basis
1: it's uh it's great I mean it's it's challenging which is is good in in uh in a lot of ways um it, what I like the one of the things I like uh, about the Appalachian role is is the history that Appalachian Brewing Company has and uh being really the first the first true craft brewery in this area uh, you know a name that I knew when I was younger and just kind of getting into beer and and A place that i would visit for for not only beers and dinner but also live music and uh you know it's a big part of my life just as a hobby uh and then you fast forward to a certain point you're you're running the show and and making the beer for the company so sort of full circle uh at least with my history in abc because it was something i've known about for a long time and um spent lots of time here and then you know eventually get get the role as as brewmaster so it was sort sort of has been a a circle with uh with abc and myself
0: all right well you talk about the history i mean i I, just like you i'm somebody who's been popping in and out of there for the you know the better part of the 20 years that it's been in operation and uh i'm gonna open up one of the classics i have a ice cold mountain lager in my hand right now i don't know if you're partaking or as we speak it's about four o'clock in the afternoon and i assume you've been working since it's early in the day but uh if you're not drinking one with me, uh, what have you been working on today? Um, you know, and as far as offerings, and is there any is it some of the classic flagships, or is there anything that we're working on for fall as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, both. Yeah, so uh, still, still working on all the flagship beers. That not, not a whole lot has changed in, in that regard. Uh, um, so they're they're still flowing. We're still making those, uh, but the, but. Plenty of new stuff on the horizon. Uh, there's a new new hop offering uh, rendition of, of that beer, which is like a session IPA. So that's that's going to be out soon. That's uh, that's really close to to finished. Um, Oktoberfest, the Capona Fest Lager is going to be coming out soon. Uh, this Saturday, I believe that's being released. Um, there's like a, a kind of a revamped Peregrine Pilsner, which is just just recently hit draft lines um of course we've got the the sour beer program which has been doing pretty well for us and that that continues to kind of grow and and be part of what we're doing here and and uh, uh yeah all kinds of stuff really all kinds of stuff
0: all right so let's talk about let's, so first of all we'll ask a couple of things i mean do you have a signature style as far as beer goes i, I think you mentioned uh, you know that you've got some sour things going on now but you know sours for a lot of people haven't been uh a part of the repertoire for a while is there something that you know you sort of go back to from the beginning of your brewing career that is sort of a specialty and and now do you have something that you're gravitating more towards and is being diverse something that's important to you
1: so diversity is really everything as far as i see the the brewing world so there's there's obviously certain things that i particularly like that i would tend to drink or beer styles that are kind of my favorite but that doesn't necessarily dictate a whole lot of my job i'm i'm more akin to producing what the general masses are going to want to drink you know i mean i've i've got my own things but i'm really just one customer so i i like to try to be able to provide for as many people as possible and, and hit as many bases you know at one time with producing multiple different beers so i tend to gravitate towards very classic german style beers i i have uh, decent German background and training, uh, so I've always kind of been into those beers, uh, just for the classicism and the history, and just the uh, the the perfection that you see in some of these really truly classic styles that have have existed for such a long time. Um, but as far as like what I try to produce, it's it's kind of looking at trends to see what is popular in general, just in craft brewing, you know, on a, on a kind of a blanket uh, snapshot and then just trying to do what I can to provide that for this company and for the people
0: that are drinking our beer. All right. Perfect. Perfect setup. Cause uh, uh, so as I mentioned, I've, I've got it poured now. I've got the mountain lager in a pint glass from the bottle to the pint glass. I'm going to take my sip here as I'm sipping this beer in your mind tell me what i'm what am i tasting what's hitting the palate what's going through my mind here with this this cold mountain lager as i drink right now
1: what should be going through your mind what i hope going through your mind is is definitely clean definitely crisp slight malt sweetness as it finishes very low bitterness uh decent level of carbonation so like a uh, not quite effervescence but a nice bubbly type of feeling across the palate and just very, very easy drinking beer. Uh, that, that style is, is, uh, all about that, all about the, just the, the, the ease of everything. It's not an intimidating beer style. Um, dry, you know, slightly dry, slightly sweet. It's, it's a great middle of the road type of lager and it's been very successful for Appalachian Brewing Company. So it's, while it seems simple on the palate and, and how it presents itself, it's, it's an important beer to what we do here. We sell a lot of it, we make a lot of it, and uh, um, we, we put a lot of focus in making the beer that easy and that clean every time we make it.
0: All right, well, hey, we got a brief introduction here. I think it's a perfect time just to take a quick break. We are talking with Bruce Tanner. He is a relatively new brewmaster at Appalachian Brewing Company. You're on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast, and we'll be right back. All right, as we take a break here on the ABC podcast, we bring in the OB, the original brewmaster, Artie DeFoya. Hey, Artie, what's going on at Appalachian that people need to be knowing about this fall?
2: Hey, Mike, got all sorts of great beers coming out for the fall. You know, uh, it's a great time of year here uh, to to get in it's you know things are a little bit slower downtown but you can also, also always get down here and and uh, enjoy a brew and, a, and something good to eat but uh, you know we have all sorts of stuff going on we have our classic Oktoberfest uh, we've changed it up a little bit not a full october fest menu but we do have uh, uh quite a few items on our menu that we replaced out we still have to be a little bit limited to to some of the stuff we're, stuff we're doing but uh mike it's it's gonna be great beer and you know you love the jaeger schnitzel
0: oh yeah i do i love anything that's tough to pronounce but uh easy to chew you know what i'm
2: saying <laughs> that's right
0: All right, you want to check out Oktoberfest at Appalachian Brewing Company, look for the latest. Check them out on Facebook or on the website, abcbrew.com. All right, and we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Mike Parker here this week with a special guest. We have the brewmaster from Appalachian Brewing Company. It is Bruce Tanner. What's going on, Bruce? I see now that you do have a beverage in hand, probably well-deserved. What do you have there? What are you drinking?
1: This is Argyle Sweater. IPA, yep, yep, argyle sweater IPA. What the, a newer IPA uh, pre- predates me, but it's not a, uh, wasn't one of the original flagship beers at Appalachian Brewing Company. So this is one that's kind of evolved over okay. the last few years, and, and has been pretty popular since I've been here. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, much talked about. It's in bottles. It's pretty widely available, and. Um, I, at least somebody tends to be drinking one at some point, probably in the majority of our podcasts. It's totally popular. So uh, I have got some in the fridge myself, and uh, I like introducing it to people. And I like to call it, um, it's actually, I refer to it to uh, some of my friends call it the Christmas beer. And I don't, because we do a beer exchange at one of my um, employers. And uh, I, so I brought along, I, I put the case of Argyle sweater in this year. And everybody thought that it was cool, and they thought at first, "Oh, it's like an ugly Christmas sweater," but it's actually, you know, it's it's more than that. So it they they were introduced to it around the holidays, and now I've had a couple of people say, "Hey, man, you're gonna do that uh, Christmas beer again?" And it's not like a holiday style beer at all. It's just the the imagery and the time of year that they were introduced. So it's kind of cool. I love the Argyle sweater.
1: Associating beer with the holidays isn't a bad thing, whether whether it's accurate or not. That's okay.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, you've got the uh, the IPA, I got the lager, and we're talking beer. So let's talk a little bit about, I don't know, man, does it go, when you, when you first, you got about 17 years into this brewing industry. Were you, have you always been a beer guy? So really, interestingly
1: enough, in, in late high school, I don't want to incriminate myself here, but All right. um, <laughs> a beer, a few buddies of mine that were my age uh, in like maybe 11th grade. Uh, they had some older brothers who had older friends that were in college and they were starting to, to homebrew, homebrew beer. And uh, of course, we were at the age where, you're, you know, you might take a little sip from your dad's beer or your uncle or whoever. And uh, so it was, we weren't unfamiliar with beer. We, we had had beers before. But we started tasting some of our our uh, my friend's older brother's beers that they were making. And it was like nothing I had ever, ever had before. It was certainly not the Miller Lite that I was taking from my dad and not these, you know, mass produced things that most people were familiar with. So we started sampling some of these beers from them. And it was, you know, hoppy beers and European style things that we had no idea what they really were. But, but you know, they were different. You know, they were sweet and they were you know, spicy and they were, you know, just all this myriad of different aromas and flavors that, you know, as a, as a, your average American kid, you'd never tasted anything like that. You know, you had your Budweiser and your Miller and your, your classic beers, and that's what beer was. And and then we slowly got turned onto this, this other world, which this is what beer is like all around the world. We just lived in this kind of U S bubble and weren't exposed to it. So getting into that, um, we both, you know, a lot of us, it was like a group of three or four of us, we were all kind of talking to our parents respectively, like, hey, you know, would it be a big deal if we just tried to do a little bit of something? Like, could we make beer? Like, we know we're not 21, but you know that we're taking beer out of your refrigerator anyway. Like, can can we try this? Can we try to just have a little hobby? And uh, our parents were super into it because it, it, it took over for us so rapidly that we became, like, basement bodies. We never really left our Parents' basements because we were always just tinkering around with with making stuff, you know, making little batches of wine and making these weird beers, and and uh, and that's really kind of what started it all. It was, it was to me, it was fascinating. I turns out I knew nothing and was getting exposed to this gigantic world of things that's been happening literally for a thousand years, that I was like kind of just starting to learn about. So it was it was interesting to me because I knew that you know, from the tip of that iceberg, I could potentially learn about something for the rest of my life. And that's sort of what I'm doing. Even 17 years in every, every day, there's like a new facet that I had never thought about before that I've never heard about before. Um, You know, maybe an issue that's never come up in my career before. So it's this constant, constant learning process that literally never stops, never, ever stops.
0: That's awesome. I mean, uh, obviously we all have, well, I mean, some of us remember it. Some of us have an idea of, of around when we sort of sipped our first beer. And it it typically is, hey, what's Dad got in the little fridge down in the garage or in the basement? And, and I think probably something like a Genesee can or something was probably my first taste of, you know, beer around the same time that, you know, you you recall experimenting with a little something there just to figure out, I always wanted to know what that tasted like, you know? <laughs> and,
1: and, well, you, I mean, you see your, you know, the older people in your family, everybody always seems to love it. So of course you're interested, like what, what's all the buzz about this? Is it really that good? Is it, is it anything to be excited right. about? And for some people? Yes. People like me, other people maybe no.
0: Right. It actually isn't, it actually isn't always good. I know a lot of times the first, uh, the first time you do taste something is not, you don't, you don't always fall in love with something the first time you taste it, and especially if you have a bad experience, whether it's food or, or or anything, um, you know, a fruit or a vegetable, I mean, my son, for instance, does not like peas out of a can, but if I give him peas out of the garden, it's a great experience, He, he doesn't mind eating peas, Right. But if well, he's eating, he's eating the better of the two options. so yes. that's not so bad. <laughs> so I mean, you can re- relate that. the The first time I was introduced to a non, you know, uh, American mass produced beer that I thought I had something special on my hands was at my brother's bachelor party. Somebody had some St. Pauli girls with the foil label on them, and right. I just and it looked fancy and uh, it looked German, and I said, "This is." This is better than what I had to you know, sampled previously. That was like my fancy beer if I had money, you know, like uh, for, for a long time. But um, anyway, that's that's cool. I love to hear that story. Now, something I want to – let's talk about fast forward. You're working around the brew house now, and you're juggling different batches, right? So how much about beer and creating good beer – is about timing and knowing what's going on, because you're not only dealing with ales, you're dealing with loggers. How much time management, really, responsibility does it take to run the shop at the size that you've got there at ABC?
1: It's literally beyond a full-time job. And and it's not just me. I don't want anyone who would listen to this podcast to think that, oh, they have a new brewmaster, he does everything, and he's the whole company. I have been tasked with managing the brewing department, uh, with development of things of the brewing department, uh, you know, new things, maybe revamping it, something older to, to revitalize or just maybe to freshen up. Um, but it's, it, it takes more, more than just myself. So I want to say that right away. Uh, we've, got, we've got a lead brewer, uh, Cliff Plank, who's been doing a great job with wort production, uh, helping to keep the tanks full. We also have Rod Hunsinger, who's been here for a few years now, He's been integral in some of our specialty beer brewing, some of our sour beer production, as well as tasting and blending. He's a very good taster with a very accurate palate and does a great job with uh, some of our flavor and fruit additions. And we have other locations as well. So uh, this job in particular is, is interesting for me because it, everywhere else I've ever worked, even if it, it was a gigantic brewery or a tiny little you know, bucket in the corner of a basement. Um, it's always just been a company. One spot, this is what we do, and that's that. With Appalachian Brewing, it's it's a little bit different because we have other locations as well. So uh, timing is, it's all about timing. It is all about timing. Um, and it's not just about the, the amount of time I can allot in a day or what I can schedule somebody else to do. You're at the mercy of of pure biology, so sometimes you might be ready to do something because oh we've we've got a light day today why don't we fill this tank well we can't because the tank before that's not quite ready the yeast isn't ready or the you know it, it could be a myriad of different things but it, so it's like as the brewmaster you're trying to schedule things and 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 create time for all of these things but you're also at the mercy of of a fungus called yeast which which sometimes has its own schedule and its own uh its own mind uh and and that dictates a lot of things as well but it is very much an orchestra of of personnel being in place and and ingredients being ready and and you know the, the the tank the tank that precedes it being ready to produce a second one and and it's uh it's a dance it's a very delicate dance that um changes every day it changes every day and you plan as much as you can for it but every day you wake up and you, you you get into the facility there's there's always a little facet that you didn't quite think about you know and and um and that's the exciting part of the job that's that's where that's where a computer or a robot would never really replace of this type of role.
0: So uh, I think maybe the word I was looking for earlier was probably discipline. And then probably with a big heaping side of flexibility is probably what it takes to your job. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, 100%. That's,
0: that's a great way to put it. Uh, we are talking to the brewmaster at Appalachian Brewing Company, Bruce Tanner. And when we come back a little bit more, uh, we'll pull the curtain back. We'll learn a little bit more about the man. Does he have any interests besides beer (laughs) so we'll be right back uh, on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast as we take another break here on the podcast we once again bring in Artie Tafoya the original brewmaster Artie what's going on hey Mike so uh Bruce has been fun to talk to we're going to chat him up here again in a minute but I wanted to ask you really quick you know down in Gettysburg you guys have that sour brewery going give us an update on that and what we can expect to see out of the sour brewery from ABC
2: yeah, amazingly, Mike. Uh, uh, we uh, Bruce and the guys all work together, and uh, we turned uh, the Gettysburg Brewery into a sour brewery. and And they're uh, they're down there making sure we get sours popped out of that brewery, uh, you know, at least once or twice a month. Uh, right now, we've got a, a palm lemonade uh, in. Uh, they just made a goza that was great. And uh, coming up in October, you should see uh, the return of the Mandalorian. Uh, which is the mango-based sour, and also our orange creamsicle, which is the uh, just a, a wonderful uh, taste, just like you're, you're uh, taking on a, a you know the old classic popsicle there, uh, the orange creamsicle. So pretty excited about both of those uh, sours coming out here in October. You'll have one or two sours on tap at all times. Pretty uh, really excited to be able to do that and uh, and give uh, you know give our customers just another choice.
0: All right, thanks, Artie. All right, and we're back, and uh, I say this will be the final segment here on the uh, Appalachian Brewing Podcast uh, this time around. Mike Harper here, and we're joined today by the brewmaster. It is Bruce Tanner from Appalachian Brewing Company. I don't know. If somebody sees you around the brewery, uh, maybe there's something they don't know about you. How about we, we meet the man here really quick? Um, <laughs> I don't know. How would you describe yourself? Are you a family man? Are you a sports fan? I don't know. Are you an outdoorsman? What, to, give me a couple – a Couple things that you're into outside of the beer biz.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the, the easy answer is yes. I'm kind of, kind of all of those things. I've got a, got a, a great, uh, great girlfriend, Nina, and, and her two kids at home, uh, two dogs, two cats. So we've uh, got a pretty, pretty full house. Uh, great, great life at home. Um, very active family. So kids are always playing sports, and the dogs are always needing to do something, to go for a walk and to go for another walk and go for another walk. So spend plenty of time doing that. Uh, live music is a big thing um, that under normal circumstances, I spend a lot of time uh, at the Abbey Bar and other places uh, trying to trying to soak in as much live music as possible. It's my favorite art form and is, uh, is just a very nice release for me from just the day-to-day stresses of just life, not just brewing, but just everything, you know, that's, that's a true, true release for me, um, so I, I, I do spend as much time in that, that art scene as possible, um, also big, big into hiking, camping, all, all that, kayaking, your typical, your typical central PA kind of, kind of, maybe it's because that's where I live and that, that it's, it's so conducive to be into those things, but but I am, you know, I do enjoy that. Cool.
0: So, so basically, somebody sees you around the brewery. It's cool. Go over there, strike up a conversation with Bruce. It doesn't have to be about beer, because I can tell you, he's he's probably been up very early dealing with beer all day. And, and there are good de- beer days. There are great beer days. But there can also be some frustrating <laughs> beer days. That is you know, true. It's cool if you want to chat him up about family or maybe his favorite, uh, you know, hiking or kayaking spot. That. That's cool, too. So all right, man, look, it's been so cool talking to you. I want to I just want to open it up to you. It's uh, you like live music. I'm sure you've been to an open mic night before. So um... <laughs> you're not going to ask me to sing, are you? Yeah, man, let's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Artie, fire up the karaoke machine. It... No. All right. he's, getting,
1: he's tuning his guitar right now as we speak.
0: No, I want to give the floor to you. Um, what's on your mind, man? Was there anything that you want to talk about? And, and what does the future hold? for Bruce Tanner at Appalachian Brewing Company. And what can what can the the ABC fans look forward to? So yeah, I
1: mean that that is kind of what would be on my mind with this open floor here. But so what people can expect is not only trying to uphold the classic stuff that, that Artie has designed and, and and developed for this company, the the first in our area, uh, so not only being able to to uphold what has been created, trying to do uh, as much diligence and respect to that as I possibly can, but, but also really trying to do new stuff that Appalachian Brewing has never done before. Um, you know, I really like to, to try to keep with the trends and, and, uh, you know, if, so if you're going to, if you're going to see something at 20 other breweries, you're probably going to see a version of that from Appalachian Brewing Company. I, I, I personally want to stay as relevant as possible. Um, Appalachian Brewing Company needs to be in in the forefront of things like that. You know, there's, there's uh, plenty of places that are, are, you know, just opening up kind of every day and, and, and like the new guys. And, and I think oftentimes it's a little bit easier just being the new guy. You can kind of just sort of throw noodles at the wall and see what sticks. Well, you know, Appalachian Brewing Company has been around for, for a long time and, and we know, we know things that stick and we continue to make those things, but, but now we're going to start, and we've already have. We're not starting at the point of this this podcast. We've already started to uh, branch off and 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 find find that other things are sticking as well. Um, so I think it's important for people to know that you know if if you love ABC because you love you know, a beer that we've been making for 20 plus years, that's awesome. Keep coming to ABC and keep drinking that beer. That's okay. You don't ever have to do anything differently. But if you want to come to ABC because you think there might be something new, well, guess what? There, there is going to be something new. You should come for that as well. Uh, It's, so it's very much the ABC that it, that it's always been, but it's also kind of a different landscape for ABC that it has never been. Uh, and I think that's awesome. That's exciting. That's a cool, that's a cool spot for me to be in because I can be historic and classic and, and also creative and, and inventive at, at the same time. And I, I think we've got some personnel in place that are going to help with that. And uh, it's kind of like a, a, a giant, a giant oyster right now. And that, that's a good spot to be in.
0: Well, I love beer and I love oysters. So you're still me too,
1: life. man. We got that in common, Mike.
0: <laughs> nice. I grew I lived on the Eastern Shore of Maryland for a couple of years, man, and uh uh holidays were about good beer and oyster stuffing. So Oh yeah. Uh, all right, that's oh, yeah. Big, I, big, I, big I grew up
1: way. not far from there vacationing in those spots forever and ever and ever. So I I, I know how you feel. I know what you like.
0: Nice. Uh, a, I was trying to say, that, that's a menu idea right there. Oyster stuffing. What do you think?
1: Uh, I I'll, I'll see if I can talk to somebody and see what we can get going. Yeah.
0: I'm going to get in there very soon because my mug uh, has been hanging there and it needs my hand wrapped around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So really appreciate it. Bruce Tanner, the brewmaster at Appalachian Brewing Company. It's been great speaking with you. We will see you next time here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast.